today on the Jesuit Ranger Experience. It's all about football as we talk about the Cowboys' miraculous comeback against the Falcons, and we sit down with star running back and Jesuit varsity captain Jake Taylor about the upcoming season for the Rangers. This and more, all on the Jesuit Ranger Experience. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you to everyone who is listening. My name is Julian, and this is the sixth episode of the Jesuit Ranger Experience. Our new podcast is a part of the Jesuit Roundup. Today is September 21st, Monday, here at 12345 Inwood Road. And uh, how about them Cowboys pulling off a 40-39 to win over the Falcons to be 1-1 one and one on the season? Now, if you're like me and saw the game, you probably thought the Cowboys had no chance to win after the first and second quarter. They were down by 20. It was like 20-0 to one point. And somehow the Cowboys mounted a comeback and recovered an onside kick, which we'll talk about later in the podcast, to make a final drive and Greg the leg, kicking the field goal to win the game, 40-39. to So... I was watching the game, and I was just seeing our atrocious first quarter. We had, like, four fumbles. Two of them we recovered. There was, like, four fumbles. One of them was uh, by uh, Tony Pollard, but it was ruled that he was down, so that didn't count. Then there was a fumble by Dak. And then there was a fumble by Zeke, but he recovered his own, and Zeke fumbled again. So that was, like, about four fumbles that all happened in the first quarter. All of them happened in the same quarter. And I believe by the end of the quarter, it was like 17-0. It was like 14-0. It was absolutely one of the worst first quarters I think I've ever seen. And maybe in the history of the Cowboys. You made the, Cow- Dude, you made the Cowboys look like... Or no, not the Cowboys. The Falcons look like... Made the Falcons defense. look like they were playing three years ago when they made the Super Bowl 51. No, like, well, I mean... that was def- that defense was okay, but like I'm just saying, like <laughs> their defense is terrible. And they is Robert Alford still on that team? Guys. I don't think so. Is he? I have no idea. Because Robert Alford was good, even though he kind of helped Julian Edelman make that catch with his leg. But enough about the Super Bowl. Falcons did what they did in the Super Bowl. They choked a 25 point lead, and here against the Cowboys, they choked a 20 point lead. Some kind of curse going on with Matt Ryan or Julio Jones. Like Julio Jones had a great opportunity to like pretty much seal it, but he uh, off like a off a throw from a wide receiver, and he was about to score a touchdown, but he just didn't make the catch. And so that was. I don't think the Cowboys. I don't think they. I don't think they deserve to win this game. Honestly, it was just a bunch of errors and miscommunications with the Falcons. I feel the same way about my Jaguars. Oh yeah, Enrique here is a Jaguars fan. Duval, what, are they two and zero or are they one and one? One and one. We probably yeah, should have won. I, didn't, I don't know how they did. Who do they play against this weekend? The Titans, top five team. Oof. Yeah, the Titans are good this year. But so let's talk about let's talk about that onside kick. Uh, we were down by like two, and it was like one minute forty left. That means no two minute warning, and I think we only had like one timeout. So if they if the the Falcons got the ball, and they just weren't stupid with it. They would have won. But we go to the onside kick. Greg the leg Zerling uh, puts, a, puts the football. He doesn't use, like, 
he doesn't prop up the football. He just lays it on on its back, kicks the edge of the football so it like spins and it goes towards the left. And in football, in an onside kick, the receiving team can get the ball whenever they want, but the team that's kicking the ball have to wait for it to go ten yards before they can make an attempt to uh, get the ball. So what happened was Greg click kicked it. Uh, went past the five-yard line. Uh, no one, none of the Falcons got it. None of the Falcons were going for it. And keep in mind, the Falcons can get it whenever they want. Once it, once the ball is kicked, they can get it whenever they want. And so you had about like five Falcons crowding around the ball. None of them going for it until it goes to the six-yard line. When C.J. Good, Good, Goodwin, I forget, I forget his name. He he also played for the Falcons, but he's he was a uh, with the Cowboys. CJ Goodwin, that's his name. CJ Goodwin, when it passes the 10 yard line, pounces on the ball and the Cowboys get it. There were like five Falcons there that could have gone at any time before it reached the 10 before it reached 10 yards and none of them decided to go for it. To me, I think they just didn't know the rules. Like how do you not know that you can re- you can recover the football once it's kicked if you're getting the football back? You can't you can't do that. That was just a terrible, terrible error from the Falcons. If the Falcons just had some decent players that knew the rules, if they had anyone that knew the rules, they would have just picked it up and ended the game. But I mean, still, Falcons, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what's up with them, man. Like, first the Super Bowl, now the this. Cowboys should have never won this game, but you know, this is a big confidence booster that will take to Seattle, another tough team. They beat New England. You guys are going to lose. Yeah, that's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough, but like, hey, who who knows? Like, no one thought the Cowboys gonna win this game after like the first quarter, the second quarter. We had like less than a one percent chance, so anything could happen. So we might, and we almost beat the Rams. So who knows? A miracle might happen, but we'll just have to see on Sat on Sunday. Uh, that game. Who do the Jacks? Who do the Jacks play this weekend? Oh, we play the Dolphins. Not in the weekend. Oh, we play against them on. Oh Thursday. Oh yeah, I saw Thursday night. My dad's a Dolphins fan, so he'll he'll be rooting against you all Florida all Florida matchup. But I think the Jags are gonna win. The Dolphins are they're kinda hurting. But anyway, we're gonna go on to our main segment with more football with Jake Taylor. Alright, so on to our main segment for today. We have a very special guest. Uh, last year he helped lead Jesuit to the regional finals for the first time ever. And he had a spectacular season with over 1,100 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. It's senior running back Jake Taylor. So, Jake, thank you for taking the time to sit down with us today. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. All right. So, um, start off with the interview. So, how introduce yourself and tell us how you got to Jesuit. What part of Jesuit made you want to come here in the first place? Well, I'm Jake Taylor. Like you guys said, I'm the running back for the football team. Um, just how I got to Jesuit was I, I grew up around the neighborhood, went to St. Rita right across the street. Um, so it was always, it was always, uh, talk in our family that if, if I get in, then that's where I would go. Just what we've heard from, from our neighbors, from our friends about what it, what it is and what it can offer you. My, my family just wanted to give me that opportunity to have a spiritual life at Jesuit, have that community of brothers. And, and so, yeah, that's what made my decision. 
Yeah, I can definitely say going the Catholic school school route, like I went to CKS and also the manager Enrique, that if you go through the Catholic school route, you most likely end up at one of those uh, Catholic high schools, Jesuit Ursuline, Bishop Lynch. So, you know, that's a pretty expected route, but it's also a good route, you know? Yeah. And um, now we're going to switch over to football because that's what we're here for. And so um, how has the football season changed due to the whole pandemic and how well have you adjusted to these changes? Well, I guess we can go back to the end of last school season when we're working on our off-season workouts and, and trying to get spring ball in. So spring ball was canceled and, and everything. It, it started to shift in, in May and, and June where we couldn't work out as with the team. So we went to this um, – app on the on your phone where we would post our workouts called sports you so we and that's how we just kept the the team chemistry really and and the dedication that that we're gonna have a season and and we have to stay prepared for it like we can't get lazy and and uh not prepare for it so that's i think we came back in june in the summer and then as a team it, it was different we had a social distance we had to wear masks and, and it was it had a different feel to it but it was good to get back with with the teammates and then there was a period in july right before august that that we had to take a break again and we, and we couldn't um come back with the team to to actually have practices and then so recently when we started practicing a couple weeks ago when like we put the pads on strapped up and and got going it, it was different like i said um because our, our practices shifted to afternoon um, just, just small differences from, from previous years. Like we had to bring our own waters. We couldn't, the huddles were different. Um, we have to wear gaiters, like net gaiters. Um, but other than that, when we're, when we're on the field and we're playing, there's, there's not much that's changed. So I'm just looking forward to where the season goes. Mm -hmm. I'm really glad you guys decided to keep the team chemistry, you know, one of the most fundamental parts of you know, sports is having good team chemistry. You can't just have a bunch of players that are good being one team and just not communicate. It's good that you guys, you know, bonded together during this pandemic when it was really hard to and uh, show that you guys are ready for the season and show that you guys are supporting each other no matter what. And that also ties in with the Jesuit bond of brotherhood. Uh, so I believe you guys did a phenomenal job at that. And so yeah. the, you got... I heard you guys had a scrimmage uh, last week. Uh, would you like to tell us about it and uh, how did it feel being back on the on the field playing again? Yeah, sure. So last Thursday we scrimmaged McKinney Boyd over in McKinney, and um, just coming out of the scrimmage, it was great to be back playing competition, getting that competitive feel, seeing a different opponent than than just practicing with ourselves, and. So, yeah, I think we, we showed some really good things in the scrimmage um, on both sides of the ball. We have some young players that that are new to varsity that are going to be really, really good for us. And so I, I'm, I'm just coming out of the scrimmage. I'm excited to what our team can do. But we also showed some things we need we can improve on. Um, we were in the red zone twice and couldn't come up with a touchdown. Um, I'm just speaking offensively right now. So we – we, uh, we came up short in the red zone, and that's just something we need to fix um, with the offense, and we will just coming out week one against Marcus this Friday. Well, yeah, that's great that you were able to tell us about the scrimmage. I was literally trying to find anything I could, and I and I literally couldn't find anything about it. So 
thank you for being our resource on that. Oh yeah. So um, now to our final question, you know, what are you guys' expectations for the season? You know, there have been a lot of predictions. A lot of people say that Jesuit is favored to win the district. A lot of people uh, expect you to win district offensive MVP because you had that such an amazing season, even with EJ there. So, uh, what are your guys is uh, what are you guys looking forward to this season? What are you guys looking to accomplish? Well, I guess right now with our non-district games, we're just taking it week by week, trying to get better each each week and and get those non-district wins. But going into district play, um, I mean, yeah, we're looking to win the district for sure. That, that's always a goal. And then uh, later on, I mean, our our eyes are always on the state state championship, and that's what we're that's what we're playing for right now. Coming up in the regional finals last last year coming a couple games short i mean we're always looking to get better and and to go for that state championship so that's always in the back of our mind but week by week we're just taking it um each game at a time yeah i was i remember that playoff run last year you know we all went to see the game Uh, a lot of people went to houston to energy stadium to see you guys play Uh, i went to watch party but it was absolutely it was so fun getting to you know, watch my Jesuit brothers out there playing in an NFL stadium. And like it was like watching the Super Bowl, honestly, for me. So let's hope that you guys can repeat that success this season. And thank you so much, Jake, for being a guest on the podcast today. And you can follow him on Twitter at JakeMTaylor24 for all of his latest updates and offers from colleges. And uh, be on the lookout for news on the podcast about the Jesuit uh, football season. We'll be tr- trying to cover that for you since. It might be difficult to go to games this year. And, uh, Jake, we look forward to the season, and we wish you good luck on leading the team. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me here. All right. Uh, I think we're good. Thank you so much to Jake Taylor for joining us for this special episode. It'll be exciting to see more of what the football team has in store. Subscribe to the podcast for more Jesuit news. Uh, We'll be producing more content next week for everyone to enjoy. So be on the lookout for more content to read some of the Jesuit Ranger uh, news articles that we write. Go to www.jesuitroundup.org. Subscribe to the podcast and we'll see you next week. Thank you.